How do we have truly healthy dogs in a world that's geared toward disease management instead of health management? Welcome to Dog Health Today. This is Andrea Porti, a dog health coach, a dog health advocate, and the one who wants your dog to live 15 to 20 years instead of, you know, 5, 6, 10, and I want them to be healthy. So let's get started with episode number... So you guys are aware of the food pyramid, right? Well, do we have one for dogs? Actually, we there might be one out there. I've been asked several times to make one, and it's kind of hard to do. But first, I want to talk about the human food pyramid because, because it drives me nuts. Um, the first food, uh, the first food dietary guidelines for in the United States in the United States came out around 1916, and since then, no matter how many times they revise it, and they do, um, the most important, they say the most important food group that you should have, I don't know, like 10, 11 servings of every day is grains, carbs. You know, that's that's supposed to be your base. And uh, then after that, um, there's fruits and vegetables and, you know, meat and milk and yogurt and cheese and then a little bit of fat and maybe candy but okay the the thing is is that uh, people that follow that pyramid um, tend to be very sick Um, they get a lot more diseases than people that say follow a Mediterranean diet which is not based on grains at the bottom so now, if we turn and we look at that for our dogs, the reason I wanted to bring up the people one is because we've done it to our dogs. And maybe we haven't exactly, but the dog food manufacturers certainly have. Because um, if you look at commercial dog food, um, at the bottom line, the ones that they have the most of, which we can only assume is the most important for our dog self, is grains, potatoes, legumes, and peas. You know, all those carbs. Then they have um, meat byproducts, which are not meat. Uh, then fillers. And then at the top, the vitamin mineral premix. Um, and if you... If you were to break it down, they never say on a, on a bag or box of dog food how many carbohydrates they have. Instead, they just tell you um, some of the other stuff. Uh, but the average carbohydrates in commercial dog food is about 64%. However, if we are feeding for our dog's health, he needs 40 to 60% protein. So you can see that if you have 20% protein, it's not going to cut it, even if that were, you know, good protein. So there's a huge difference between 20% and 40 to 60%. Um, If I made uh, a dog food pyramid, at the bottom, it's hard to do because at the bottom would be protein. Um, But making pictures would be hard because not all protein is equal and... Because, okay, well, here, let's just think about this. Okay, meat, protein at the bottom is basically going to come from meat, organs, and offal. Um, the next up on the 
on the list on the pyramid would probably be bones and fat. The next one up would probably be fish and eggs. And at the top one would be specific supplements, but they have to be really good ones. Um, but do you notice something? Is there something missing? There are no plant-based things in a good dog food pyramid. That's right. And why is that? Well, aside from dogs really being carnivores instead of herbivores, even we shouldn't be eating all those processed carbs, you know, the pastas and all the breads and all that stuff. We need to keep at a minimum because they cause inflammation. And inflammation is the precursor to all disease. <coughs> Excuse me. So, well, gee whiz, now I looked at my notes. What else am I going to say here? <laughs> it's... Let me explain the dog food pyramid that I told you about a little better. And the reason that I have them where they are, um, you know, I list protein at the bottom, which is basically, um, which is basically muscle meat. And then organ meat, then bones, then fish and eggs. Well, the reason I have those on different levels is this. First of all, they each have different nutrients. And muscle meat has protein, vitamins, minerals, and organ meat has protein, vitamins, minerals. But they vary. Every part of an animal has a different nutritional makeup. And that's where the whole prey model comes in. That's where why it's so incredibly important to um, to get some variety in there. You know, remember, variety is the spice of life. I really hate it when someone tells me their, you know, emails me and says, oh, I feed my, my dog chicken, um, I just chicken breasts. Um, what kind of supplement do I need? Well, you need more than a supplement, sweetheart. You can't do that. You're, you can't supplement all those missing things. You need to add the bones and the organs and the offal into your dog's diet. Okay, so I, 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 yeah, I did. I could just run up on a tangent every time. Anyway, bones also have, what do they have? You know, people are afraid of bones, but bones are awesome. They have minerals, they have calcium, and they have fiber. I would never feed my dog vegetables again for fiber. That's uh, because they there's that's a long story. Okay, maybe I can go back to that after. But um, oh, okay, bones and minerals and calcium and fiber. We all need calcium. It's not just that you know, like milk. You know, like the dairy commercials that say milk builds strong bones, which. Um, Calcium actually is important because that's what our bodies need to um, make the blood um, not acidic. Alkaline. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> our blood needs to be alkaline. Our dog's blood needs to be alkaline. Um and that, again, that's another reason that a lot of people feed vegetables, but that doesn't do it. You, the bones work much better. In fact, you know, 
I can just remember years and years of having dogs as they started to age that their rear ends, you know, their um, their their rumps, their back legs would get smaller and weaker. And sometimes, you know, by the time they were five or six, they needed help getting into the back of the car. And it never dawned on me. Well, I it dawned on me. I had no clue that all the um, the the kibble that I had fed them was also so acidic, but they had no calcium to um, to to fix the to get rid of the acid and go alkaline. So in order to do that, the body actually took calcium out of my dog's muscles and bones. They it had to take it out. The body had to take it from the body to keep the dog alive because if we get too acidic, we die. You know, so the body has to make decisions every day, every minute on what the most important functions are. Um, so obviously living is the most important thing. It's kind of like when a dog gets a fatty tumor and the fatty tumor is a bunch of toxins and they're at the surface of the skin. The reason that they're at the surface of the skin is to get them the heck away from the bodily organs. They can't be hanging around the liver or the kidneys or whatever because it's going to stop them from doing their work. So they have to ship it as far away as possible from the main mechanisms of the body so it doesn't doesn't mess things up. Um what else was I going to say? Fish and eggs. Okay. Fish, especially something like a good salmon. Um, God, my kid. <laughs> my kid used to buy salmon once a week for his dog, and I would, like, drool over it because at the time I thought, oh, my God, that's so expensive. I really want that. And I asked if I could split it with the dog, and he got really mad at me. But anyway, um, fish and eggs have also have protein, vitamins, minerals, and omega-3 fatty acids. We all need omega-3. Basically, um, muscle meat and uh, organ meat has a little, may have a little three, <clears throat> but, but mostly muscle meat has omega-6. So they're totally different. You need to have a ratio. So having that omega-3 is like way cool for the body. Okay. And then at the top, um, I did list supplements. I talked about supplements. And the reason I'm going to bring that up again is because I do not um, supplement with vitamins and minerals because it's absurd. Um, one, most of them are made in a factory, so they're, the body's not going to um, be able to use them like one-a-day vitamins. Honestly, I, that's just so sad. Anyway, um, but what I do supplement with is herbs. And the reason I do that is I think that my dog gets the nutrient the nutrients that she needs, but I want to boost her immune system. So there's one. I want to support gut health. I want to support her specific organs, and I want to detoxify the body. I do this for Lulu on a regular basis. She gets capsules in her food twice a day, and... She's so used to it. I mean, I can just hand her a capsule of anything and she'll just eat it. So she's really wonderful like that. Of course, she's kind of a kind of a foodaholic. I think she'd eat anything I handed to her. Anyway, she just eats those in her food and that makes me feel good. Um, 
I just want to make sure that I keep her body in a peak state. Uh, if you guys, if you guys are interested in what I and in, in what I use for her, you can go to the threelittlepitties.com website and either in the search engine or else do you know the backslash best dog supplements dog dot html and it'll take you right to the page where I explain what I use most. So I have a lot of people that order that through me and you can too if you like because I'm super, super picky about supplements and I only use human grade. And I only give out the doses for people that sign up for me. That's my, that's the only caveat with that one. Um, but if you buy from me, then you sign up for me. Unless you're already a member, but we won't talk about that right now. Um, what else? Oh, vegetables. I was going to say something about, <clears throat> excuse me, why I don't feed vegetables to Lou. I used to. I used to feed vegetables to all my dogs. And I also used to give them what, oh, I used to give them like sweet potatoes. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. And the reason is that I don't honestly believe that they get the nutrients that we think they do from them. And I think often they get more toxins than they do nutrients. Because farming practices suck the big one. And unless you use only organic, um, I think you're doing more harm than good. There is, you know, like um, GMO stuff, GMO crops, which is practically everything now. Um, they've been made so that they've been engineered so that the fields can be sprayed with uh, Roundup and not kill the plant. Well, that sounds really good for, you know, being able to harvest more. The problem is, is that the Roundup does not leave the plant. It's inside the plant. And, um, you know, like with the lawsuits with, how do you say it? Glyphosate. Yeah. Um, there, there have already been two or three people that have won lawsuits against Roundup for causing cancer. But it doesn't just cause cancer. It's It starts a lot less than that. And one of the things I was reading the other day was how it, uh, the glyphosate stops the body from being able to absorb and <clears throat> utilize vitamin B. Well, we all need vitamin B, all of us. So it creates that, the loss of that creates a lot of problems. In fact, um, I listened to a study uh, um, online <clears throat> where they talked about um, the problem with, with the loss of vitamin Bs, especially B12, isn't that it, um, creates autoimmune diseases. And there are a lot of autoimmune diseases out there. Um, IBD, things that, the things that I help people with the most are IBD and, um, um, what am I thinking? I can't even think of what else, but arthritis, um, is usually not really arthritis. It's usually a problem with the gut. Um, so in fact, that's, again, that's why I try to make sure that Lou, that her body is working as well as possible so that she doesn't end up with any of those problems. So far, I feel really, really lucky. So, you know, she's, Kyle says she's 15 now. I'm not sure. But anyway, she's doing great. And, um, and I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to keep sharing it with you so you can do it too.
Okay. And that's it. That's all I can think of right now. I will talk to you tomorrow. I'm out of here. Have a good one.